the only way that we can find true contentment is in the service of others. And that means that we are found in Christ. And until we are found in Christ, a lot of our motives are going to be based on selfishness and what's in it for me, the bigger, better deal, all that kind of stuff in comparison. That's not true service of others. That's you're helping somebody to make yourself look good. Because of our discontentment, we seek out what gives us pleasure. We don't like the discontentment. The, disc the discontentment is uneasy. It doesn't feel good to us. So what is our natural proclivity? It's to do something that makes us feel good. We are after that dopamine hit. We're after the serotonin. We're after the norepinephrine up here. We want to feel good. And we want to feel good not only physically, but we want to feel good mentally and we want to feel good emotionally. And what, are, what is one of those things that help us do that? Is sin. Think about how many times you have been upset or discontented in some way, and you end up doing things that are absolutely unbelievable. You would look and say, wow, I, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I just thought that. I can't believe I just wished that on that person. I can't believe that I am moving in that direction. See, the problem with self-absorption is that it's antithetical to Jesus' teaching to love our neighbor as ourselves. But that's where it becomes hard because we're too busy loving ourselves all the time to love another person. Serving others is what we are free to do as Christians. The young ruler comes to Jesus and says, what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom of God? What does he say? Love the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and go serve your neighbor. Go take care of your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. And so there's always the other-centeredness in the gospel message. Christ did not need to come for himself. He needed to come for the sinners that we are, that need to be saved, that need to be removed from the wrath of God. He was other-centered all the time. He even says in the garden, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass from me. He knew what was heading his way. But he says, not my will, not my self-centeredness, but your will, another, an other-centeredness of his Father who is in heaven. The only person enslaved to Christ is the free person to love and serve another person. Can there be a great deal of satisfaction from helping someone else out? Sure. There's nothing selfish about having a satisfaction of knowing you're helping somebody out. I mean, that, that's good. That's what we should have. When the ends of helping somebody out and the means of self, helping somebody out is only for your own gain, you're no longer in the right game. You've stepped over into the selfishness of what's in it for me. How am I looking to, to, to the outside world? Do I always look good to somebody else? Is this, is this, am I heading in the right direction? Because, gosh, Kyle's going to look at me and say, yeah, man, he, what a great guy. He's heading in the right direction. That's the wrong attitude to have. I want to help because it's the right thing to do to have help. As Tullian Tavijan says, look, God doesn't need your help, but your neighbor does. Go help him. And sometimes that's hard. That means you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to get kicked in the you-know-what. It's okay. Those are, those are all baked in the cake when you're helping somebody else.